Hello, and welcome to our Relationship Renovation Podcast. This is Tara and EJ Corwin. Yes, welcome. Welcome. You know, this episode is going to really be about reflections from the past year and entering into the new year with some awesome intentions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a, mm. you know, it's been another another really kind of odd year, right? Yep, it I feels like a couple years now of just the world being a little bit upside down. And I think like we've all been sort of waiting for it to, to return to some sense of uh, normalcy of normalcy. Yeah. But um, it, it hasn't, <laughs> you know, it, just it, it feels hasn't. like it's still so unknown and it kind of started to get back in that place. But then all of a sudden yeah, this I new mean, variant that's coming out and it's just, it's bringing back, I think a lot of fear that happened early on in the pandemic. So that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And we thought it would be, you know, just sort of, I don't know, like useful for those of you who listen to hear what we're seeing as mental health professionals. You know, we have a, the center here in Tucson, we have uh, now close to 10 therapists. And so we're seeing dozens and dozens of couples Mm -hmm. and individuals and families and we see a really broad range of people. You know, we see people of across the board, you know, socioeconomic. Ages, ages gender. Ages, gender. And I, we thought that that might be something that would be interesting to, to talk about. So what's going on right now, like in my perception, is that this pandemic, what we've been dealing with for almost two years, has really brought mental health to kind of the surface. A lot of people are struggling. I mean, I don't think you can find one therapist in Tucson that does not have a waiting list. So on one hand, I'm like thankful that people are reaching out to get support. On the other hand, it's just really, it feels very destabilizing for a lot of the individuals, couples, families I'm seeing because it's like this transition is still in transition. And like usually transitions can take, you know, like a couple of days or some weeks or months. This is now going on almost two years and we're adjusting to this constant, whatever this is. And so, you know, it's just bringing up a lot of different things for a lot of different folks. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that I've talked to, you know, colleagues about that I think that's been fascinating for me is that this year and last year, I've worked with so many individuals who are like, you know, really thoughtful, pretty kind, smart, you know, individuals who have such vastly different ways that they are interpreting and seeing what's been happening in the world. And just from one like very far extreme to the other very far extreme, and then all of the multitude of sort of gradations between the two. And I'm just, it's helped me be compassionate to everybody out Mm. there. Because one thing I've noticed and one thing that kind of unifies them all is that they all struggle in some way with what's going on. They're making sense of it, you know, through their own lens. And oftentimes that lens is causing them a ton of suffering, a ton of misperception. Mm-hmm. It's making their relationships harder. You know, it's sort of like, I think it's exposed a lot of people's patterns of thinking and their biases. Yes. And it, especially like, you know, about the world. 
Yeah, a lot of fear too. Like, yeah, tons of fear. A lot of trauma that people didn't even know. Like it's starting to, because everything feels so destabilized and central nervous systems are like on hypervigilant alert. And, you know, like kind of you were saying, like I've found compassion for everyone. It's like, well, when someone enters into our center, into my office, my heart is fully open for whatever their process is. You know, if they are terrified to leave their house, because, you know, they don't want to get sick, that's okay. If they're angry because all these people are still wearing masks, that's okay. I meet everybody where they're at and I just care and I want to hear their story. And I think that is why therapy is so important because you feel really connected and you're you're held in a space of safety so you can be who you need to be. And I don't, and I think people don't know how to be right now. So that feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, the benefit for us too is also is seeing like that commonality of people who might, if they had a discussion, feel so vastly different, you know, feel like they don't see the world at all in the same place, in the same way. And what I think we see is they, is actually like at the base level, they're so similar, you know, they, they want to be able to make sense of the world around them. You know, they want to have safety, you know, that's like that base level, you know, the bottom level of Maslow's, you know, triangle or whatever is mm. like, they want to feel safe, but they're just going about like, what is safety look? How do I achieve safety mm. in just really different ways? I mean, one of the reasons why I'm kind of compelled to do this episode too, is because, you know, when we think of like the new year, it's like a new start, a refresh, this year is going to be so different. Well, actually we don't know that. <laughs> right? It could be different. It could be the same. It could get, we, we have no control, but to really go into this new year with feelings of empowerment and acceptance of whatever will be, because I think a lot of people are just like in that place of resignation. Like I am so over this, I'm powerless over this. And right. That's when a lot of people's kind of dysfunctional dynamics start to happen. And so really it's like, okay, how can we you know, as, as an individual, if we're not in a couple, really feel this sense of empowerment. How can we talk to our partner or our children to really go into this new year? Like, we've got this. We're in this together. I'm going to do things that make me feel really grounded. I'm going to do things for my partner that I know is going to make us feel more connected. And just like having something sturdy, when when everything is on sturdy right now, having something sturdy to feel like, oh my gosh, this is our intention and plan for this year. And this is how we're visualizing it. And this is how we want it to feel. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, I just thought we could kind of help people go through that process because yeah. we're going to be doing that. I mean, that's, this is one of the things I, I love about this time of year is, is I love, and I don't know if it's just baked into the way we have, you know, it's the end of the year and the beginning of a new one, but I love this next couple weeks. I love that reflection you know, like, like I know for me, I'm doing a lot of sort of, you know, not even just looking back on, on the last year, but just looking back on my life a little bit of like, whoa, like, man, it's yeah. like, this has been a long, you know, road. And I think no matter what age you are, you sort of relate to that, you know, whether you're 25, 35, 45, you know, 75, there's there's something really nice about this time of year where you're just kind of looking back and and hopefully you know this is a really important thing 
is trying to look back without a sense of judgment mm. or a sense of measuring. Remorse, yeah. But just like looking back, like what led me to where I am at this place right now? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think everybody, right, is in a different place. Some people are, you know, really doing healthy things to stay healthy during this pandemic and outside and hiking and getting their families together. Other people are not doing so great and they're relapsing on vices or, you know, food has become a thing because that's a very huge comfort, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, just like a lot of people kind of coping in a negative way, which again, doesn't help the mind be in this empowered place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things we're saying is useful at this time of year is reflection, mm-hmm. you know, is looking back at whether it's the past year or the past few years, or even like, you know, like I was saying, like your life right. and then using that information to set intentions. And so as we look back on our life, I think we want to do a little bit of what I try to do with my clients in, in therapy is we want to create like a healthy detachment, mm. you know, like a healthy ability to like sort of step back and look at ourselves, mm. look at our relationships without judgment mm, that's... and just being like, okay, like where have I come from? You know, how do I feel right now? You know, how do I feel physically? How do I feel emotionally? How do I feel cognitively? Mm. How are my relationships? What has been working? What has not been working? What has felt good? What has not felt good? Like really dissecting it. You're like investigating from like a objective, if you can, point of view. Yeah. And there's tons of ways to do that too, because we're all different. Like, you know, I tend to be a little more up in my head when I'm doing this with myself. You know, I'm doing this on like walks and runs and, mm-hmm. you know, like that when I'm kind of in solitude and it's it's definitely a cognitive process for me. But for other people, it's journaling you know, for some people it's creating artwork. It's like, you also have to sort of find out like, what's your way where you can, where you can sort of look back on yourself on a period of time in your life and you can do it, you know, in a way that, that feels good to you. Yeah. Yeah. You can also do that in the therapy session where the therapist is helping you kind of hold space for that and also giving you some, you know, feedback on what they're seeing. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, just personally, like this year, I kind of made the decision to go back to therapy and I've been seeing somebody like every other week for a bit. And man, you know, not to like preach to the choir here, but like it has been really useful to have somebody else who's not involved, who has a little bit of a different perspective. And even just that time of like having that hour, you know, to sit and just like let it all go for a minute and reflect. Mm-hmm. And I think, aren't we going to do a show with like our whole family, with our kiddos, like the New we Year's are. Eve? And so we're going to kind of actually model this, doing our family setting of intentions so people can hear it. They can maybe get a structure to it. Um, and we're, of course, involving the kids because, you know, that's our life. But I, we just really, again, this episode, hoping to like even start that conversation for the new year, like, hey, how can we start to do this process? Whether, again, it's individually or as a family or with your partner, how can we start to sit down and really reflect and really come in sturdy for 2022? Yeah. 
So what's your process, Tara? Like when, uh, you know, the, what is it like, what's a December mm. like for you when you know, like sort of this year is coming to a close, a new year is about to dawn, you know, w- what's that like for you? Well, so the holidays are my favorite, like happy time. And so just having all of the Christmassy lights and everything up in our house, <laughs> fake snow on the window, cause we're in Tucson. I just feel very grateful and nostalgic too from my childhood with my grandma. Um, I just feel like very connected. For some reason, Christmas, holidays, it makes me feel warm, fuzzy, and it's like my best self during the holidays. Like I love it. It just, it kind of reminds me of who I've always been because I've always been excited. And, um, And then, you know, like maybe two weeks before New Year's hits, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to be really healthy in 2022. So I totally like do everything and anything bad that I can do. I'll (laughs) eat whatever I want. I'll drink whatever I want. And I don't care because I'm like, it's got that whole like self-sabotage. Well, in 2022, I'm going to be without. And so I'm not going to do that this year because it's not about being without or setting limits on myself because our brains don't like limits. So I'm really going to kind of go in to the new year. And I'll tell you about this on our kind of family New Year's Eve show, but I'm going to go into the thinking like, what do I want? What do I not want? Right? Like so many people are like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to work out more. And it's like, I feel like that feels so like, oh, well then the way who I am right now isn't good enough. And so I'm going to kind of go into like, I am good enough just the way I am. And these are things that I think might really help me improve my mental health, my physical health, instead of like defining all these things I'm going to do that I know I won't do, but maybe in that first week I will do. Yeah. Was that, did I just ramble on? I think that's like a really important point in, in helping people think about reflecting on the last year and setting intentions is, is like, how do you be critical, you know, and critical when I say critical is like looking at things with a sharp eye and like, you know, really, really trying to be honest with yourself, but not harsh, you know, not, not degrading yourself, not beating yourself up. Like, how do you look at yourself in an honest way without it becoming overly critical? Well, I feel like I've grown to have a lot of compassion for myself. So I forgive myself every morning, right? Like, I just kind of wake up and I say, like, I'm a really good person. I work really hard. I deserve health and wellness. And I don't latch on to things that I maybe didn't get right or that I didn't do. Because I've just grown to do that through my own therapy, through my own reflective process. But hey, that's right. A lot of people can't do that. And so I, you know, when it's appropriate, I share, like, Every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed, like I say really kind things to myself. And so that's very helpful. A lot of people have a hard time internalizing compassion. They can have compassion for so many other people, but they cannot have compassion for themselves. Like after every session, I always have either my couples or individuals say something that they admire about themselves. And you'll hear, oh, oh. Why do you do this? I hate this part, Tara. I'm like, I know, but first of all, let's like calm your body down. Because when I asked that question, your face grimaced, 
your shoulders went up to your ears, like without even having to think about it, your entire body tensed up when I asked you to say something positive about yourself. And so I, I help people realize that like it's in the body too. So I help them like relax their body, put their shoulders away from their ears, feel spaciousness in their body, and then really dig in and something that they admire about themselves, something positive, because then they're doing it with a sense of awareness instead of just like, well, I'm just going to say like, I'm a good listener. You can't just say I'm a good listener. You have to feel I'm a good listener. And so I'm really good doing that myself because I could just be like, oh yeah, like whatever. I'm totally imperfect and that's okay. But no, that's just a thought. And I'm, it's not, I'm not taking any action to that. So in, again, for me in the morning and in the evening, I close my eyes and I say really kind things about myself because I know, right, With I, I have high levels of anxiety and from my own childhood trauma, tons of catastrophic thoughts about myself and my family and my kids, like something bad's going to happen. And that's just been me my whole life and it'll always be there. And so I'm constantly restructuring that and it feels really good and I haven't been in a place of hypervigilance because I can regulate all of those feelings now. Yeah. So I think you hit on something really important for people. And that is when you do take a time to reflect on your past and set your intentions for the future, one thing to be really aware of is your own natural thought patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, and that what Tara said is like, look, I can be really hard on myself. I'm aware that that there were tough things that happened to me in my past, which lead me to sometimes edge towards catastrophic thinking. Mm-hmm. And so that, when I'm not careful, is my autopilot. Yes. And so I could, in this process, get super critical. I could start getting fearful. And I just got to be aware of that, that that's baked mm-hmm. into a little bit of, of how I am. And I'm going to be aware of that as I do this process. So, so for, for each of you out there when you're doing it is you, is you might want to take a second, whether you're setting intentions as an individual or as a couple or as a family, is first sort of recognizing like if you're an individual, what are my individual patterns of thought? Like if I take my hands off the wheel, which way do I veer? If we're a couple sitting here setting our intentions as a couple for the next year, what are our natural habits as a couple when we engage in something that might be like a complex conversation. Okay, we are going to be really aware of that as we embark in this little process, you know, and that can be, for me, that's almost like my lifelong thing I'm doing Mm -hmm. constantly is like, when am I just like falling into my own patterns unconsciously? And when am I being intentional? You know, what am I doing with my mindfulness? That's a big thing. I was listening to somebody this morning talk about that. It's like, it's like, okay, like it's great if you can meditate or do yoga or whatever, but what do you do with it? You know? Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is a big part of it is, is like, okay, I'm going to set intentions. Well, I'm going to be really mindful in the process of doing this. Staying connected to yourself, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of people, right? We totally hide from ourselves, just kind of get through the day get through the motions, get through work, get through this. And it's a, yeah, I know we're kind of saying like, it's a constant connection to yourself because you deserve that. Yeah, We all deserve that. Yeah. And so I think like that, that is like one of the beautiful things about this time of year is it's yeah. a great time, you know, it's kind of like 
baked into, we all get maybe a little bit of time off right now, whether it's a couple of days or a full week and using that time, using that little bit of a pause to stop, to notice how you're feeling, to notice how the year's been mm-hmm. and to move forward with some purpose. And I think that that's a big thing we want to encourage everybody as they, as they go into this new year is to, is to move forward with purpose. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put out a lot of good ideas when we do our New Year's Eve show with the family. And I'll kind of just give you like a little preview, but vision boards are so cool family vision boards, individual vision boards, couples vision boards. You're like putting all these things out that you want to kind of bring it into your energy field and you get to look at it every day and remind yourself like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I want to create. I'm a big fan of vision boards. As you know, our office wall is an entire vision board. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we'll just be giving some tips. We'll kind of let you guys see the process with our family so we can help you guys structure it. And again, just hoping that this episode really helps you guys recognize that the importance of setting intentions and being in this process is really, really important. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about what are some positive ways to go about setting your intentions as you go into the new year? And what are some like traps that you have to be careful of in setting intentions? The traps are like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and you're setting yourself up for failure and you're not making it realistic and you're yes. just kind of doing these like superficial, like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to stop eating cheese. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to quit nicotine. It's like, okay, those are words. And then there's this sense of failure. Like, why can't I do it? I thought I could do it. So to me, it's like preparing yourself emotionally for what you want to create. It's not about putting these restrictions, if you will. Yeah. I think I had a, I had a teacher early on tell me like, you know, we, the goals we give ourselves, we want to make sure that they're achievable. You know, we want to give ourselves, it's like, you know, I'm going to meditate seven days a week. Well then, okay, then, then if you only meditate six, you failed. You know, Mm, and that's just like, you know, it's, it's not good for our psyche that we want to give ourselves goals that are achievable and even that we can, that we can surpass. And that's like, you know, it's a little bit of an emotional risk, right? But that's huge because we also get like confined into this like little world we've created and we're like risk. No, thank you. Whether it's a physical risk, emotional risk, like, Hey, how do I meet myself where I'm at and push myself just a little bit farther? Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes like you might start with something that, that is like really concrete, you know, like I'm going to stop drinking and then you need to sort of ask yourself, okay, why? Mm -hmm. Because maybe, maybe that is the goal. Maybe that ends up being your goal, but maybe the why is like, okay, you know, I want to be healthier. I want to feel better. I want to go, you know, on Saturday mornings, I want to have energy to go do this, this, and this. And you might find, and, you know, again, you might find your goal is to go that far to quit drinking, but you also might find like, okay, well, actually, as I dug into it, the why is like, I just want to be a little more active and present and I want to feel a little bit better. Okay. Like, are there other goals that I can give myself that might still feed that thing, you know? Yes, because what a lot of people do, let's just say if it's around drinking or smoking, is like, okay, I'm not going to drink. And then like that first Friday comes around, it's like, oh my God, I set this intention, this goal for myself, and I'm totally missing out. And all my friends are drinking right now. And again, it goes to this lack of, which our brain does not like at all. And then we totally play massive manipulative mind games with ourselves. Yeah. Goals that are 
and addition mm. are generally easier to follow through on than goals that are of subtraction. You know, yeah. that when you say like, I want to do this mm-hmm. versus I'm going to stop doing this. Yeah. You know, those tend to be, and you know, we're, we're, you know, we're also, we got to be, you know, it's important as mental health professionals also to say like, we're, we're talking about you know, not an individual who has a who has a serious issue with with some sort of addiction, you know, or health problems or whatever. We're talking about sort of a little bit more middle of the road issues. And so, in those cases, you know, it's it's like we want to say what we do want, mm-hmm. what we want more of, mm-hmm. what we'd like to do, yes. versus what we'd like stopping to do. And you guys, I'm just letting you know this is so hard because when I'm when I'm doing goals with couples or individuals, I have to constantly, constantly, constantly redirect. Okay, stay with what you want, not with what you don't want. It's just that's how our brain goes. And so it is, it's going to be like interesting because it you're saying the same thing, but it's a different feeling in your body. And I highly like encourage you guys to try that out right now. Let's just say you want to stop eating processed foods in the new year versus I want to eat more healthy. Say that to yourself and it feels different. Hmm. I'm going to stop eating processed foods feels restricting. And I'm bad, like I'm doing something wrong. Versus I'm going to be more intentional around picking healthy choices of food in the new year. Saying the same thing, but in a different way. And it makes your body connect in a different way. So just try that out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and and then the um the other thing is it does help to have some sense of like that a goal is concrete. Mm. It's nice to say things like, I'm gonna be more intentional. You know, like gosh, that sounds nice, but you can set that goal and it's like, well, how what is that? What does that even mean? You know, like for me, one of my goals, and this is an intentional thing, is I want to move my phone out of the bedroom. I want to in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push for our- Are you surprising me here right now, I'm, dude? I'm surprising because Tara's, I'm preaching to the choir with Tara. So, but I want to like, I want, I want to get alarm clocks for every single room. And I want everybody to charge their phone in one area that's like in the living room. Ooh, and I want I like, like because I want the phones out of the room. And that for me, that's intentional because I don't want to get pulled in there in the middle of the night. Like literally I like will look over and grab my phone and and check certain things in the middle of the night. I will do it as soon as I wake up in the morning. And for me, what I've realized is that is just a completely habituated behavior. And if it's next to me, I just, I honestly, because I tried for two weeks, I can't get out of it. So for me, intentional is moving the phone out of the room so I have a block of time, even though like a chunk of it will be when I'm unconscious, but a block of time where I'm not plugged in. Tara's just so everybody knows, Tara's making her little eye movements because she's like, I, I've been telling you to do something like this for no, about a thousand no, no. years. No, but so you're saying like, hey, I, I have this intention because yeah. I want to be able to like be more present and increase the likelihood that I'm, I'm trying to help like it go to the positive piece. The, the, that I have some space away from it. Yeah. Well, man, okay. So this is, this dovetails another interesting thing. So what if you set an intention as a couple mm-hmm. and the other person has like a real, they're like, oh my God, yes, I would love you to do this. And you want to be supportive, but at the same time, you know your partner's going to struggle with it. 
Because like, say I said to do that, and then the fourth day you see me not doing it. I mean, I know that I can't caretake you and whatever you do is in your control. And so I would just like, hey, if you want me to support you around this, I would love to. I think it's a great intention. You're taking action by doing all these things. How can I support you? Yeah. And I think I need to tell you where my boundary is around supporting ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That will be helpful because if because if I'm going to be all sensitive about it, and if you're like, EJ, you said you were going to do this and you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, I, yeah. that's not going to feel good for you. I'm coming from a place of shame. But if I can like actually bring you in and say, okay, Tara, I'm going to try to do this. It's going to be hard and it's okay. You can let me know if you see me slipping. Yes, absolutely. But how can I do that without you getting mad at me? Yeah, It's hard. It's yeah. hard, right? So, I mean, I know this was a lot today. So can we kind of like put this all in a nice little uh, gift basket? So it's because we kind of, you know, we, yeah, wrap it with a bow (laughs) because we've talked about a lot of things. Again, the, the main idea of this is to like go into the new year with reflection and being intentional about moving into 2022 so you can feel stable, so you can feel like you have a direction, whether that's individually as a family or with a couple. Yeah. I mean, I think our big talking points were reflection is important Mm -hmm. and finding some process that allows you to look back, whether it's the last year Mm -hmm. or or a series of time, Mm -hmm. you are noticing the sort of like patterns that might not be helpful that you might fall into Mm -hmm. and trying to do it in a a really open-hearted, non-judgmental, non-harsh sort of way. Mm -hmm. And then you're taking that information about your your reflection and you're moving it into a set of intentions that are not entirely like black and white, huge, big walls to jump over, but are achievable, are positive. Positive and a moving forward direction of how you want to be a better person this year or where you want to improve. And then how to support each other. Exactly. How do you talk about getting support from others around those changes and making sure that your partner knows what you need. Right, right. And then also like, so when you guys listen to this episode, the next episode will be our family doing our own little New Year's Eve show. So tune in for that. We've got all of our littles who I'm sure are like, oh, my, this is not happening, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be um, fun. So yeah, we, as always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Yeah, have a happy new year. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Absolutely. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.